0: was beautiful it's beautiful it is beautiful and welcome to the popular show we have sophie hayes comedian extraordinaire Hello. uh she you can find her at, at @hugpussy, which is always uh, one of the most embarrassing <laughs> things i have to read online but um she's she's a half of the duo at dumb bitch media um she's a, a, a good personal friend and someone who i think has keen insights on all things that we're gonna be talking about today. Um, I wanna welcome our Sublation Media audience. We love you, we love Doug Lane. I recommend that you check Alfie Bounds' podcast out, uh, Ashley Frawley's podcast out, and all of the other people on the Sublation Media channel. Um, Also check out Sublation Mag. It's a great magazine that is doing the things that other left magazines are not doing and making things a little freakier on the left. Um Ooh. Sophie, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. Relaxing. It's a Sunday.
0: Yeah. You know. So you know, you're a Canadian, as they say. Uh I right am. There, I know. So um in Canada right now, we are both experiencing the Aurora Borealis across Canada. I don't know if you know That's that. That's right. I, I haven't seen them yet. But also, we're experiencing a, a, a very extensive heat wave. One that I, as a uh, recently adopted Newfoundlander, am, am not dealing with very well.
1: I this is my ignorance showing, but I didn't realize that Newfoundland got like hot.
0: It typically, doesn't. <laughs> do you know because it's like in the ocean. <laughs> yeah, so typically, typically we have sort of like, uh, sort of like Isle of Man style weather. Where yeah, know,
1: that's what I yeah. thought.
0: And. Uh, because of that, um, none of us have fans or air conditioning, and it is, uh, it's is—it's kind of uh, oppressive. The one thing in the summer, you know, it's like 20 degrees Celsius, and, and for you American listeners, it's about 70 degrees. That's about average in the summer. Uh, this year, it's about 85 to 95, which has uh, been, you know, different. It's definitely been different. But the real difference is the 80% humidity, which is uh, quite oppressive. They don't
1: do that in the U.S., right? They don't do Humidex.
0: They 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 have something called the um Real it's, Feel. It's real feel. There's a number of like, branded uh you know, of course it's America, so it's like it's got yeah, you know, the, the branded stuff. You know, there's real feel and then there's like the heat index and all those types of things. Heat and indexes for like people who like go to the Aldi's or whatever, you know, like it's a, it's the generic version, but the humidex is uh, is is the real deal, you know. Um, it's, it's been interesting in Canada recently, um, we, our prime minister has gotten his hair cut, um, our notably beautiful prime minister has gone from luscious locks to what I would call a um, uh, a sort of friend's cut from the 90s. What do you think It's, it? it's dark. Yeah.
1: Um, it kind of looks like a bit of a bowl cut.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I'm wondering I, if it was done at home.
0: So the interesting thing about this is that like he in solidarity with many of us who could not get a haircut because every barbershop was cut down, you know, shut down. I myself, when I was in Toronto, uh, had an appointment to get my haircut at a lovely Iraqi barber on Bloor Street uh, who, uh, you know, just does great work. Uh, That day after three months of not getting a haircut, the um, everything was shut down. Um, I probably yeah I I didn't get another haircut for probably a year uh, and it was was, and I did some interim cutting by myself that worked sometimes but often not
1: I was cutting my hair myself but recently I went and got a professional haircut to like reset it because it was getting a little like I don't really know what I'm doing (laughs) so it was it was a little bit rough
0: yeah so I have have a quick question so have you had COVID
1: I did I had it in March yeah How'd, how'd it go um like i was more sick than my partner was i yeah, yeah i like like threw up
0: yeah. yeah yeah so i i am uh triple vaxxed and uh do not leave the house uh, except for to go for walks So the seaside i've had it twice and you guys this got, year. It twice, right? <laughs> you got it twice right twice this That's year crazy. um yeah it's a uh, it's you know i i don't know it's it's a complicated complicated thing but uh we're all dealing with it but the one thing I want to ask you, um, one is that I, I, you just recorded a special. Can you talk a little bit about your special?
1: Oh yeah. So, um, I did like a compilation album recording with Howlin' Roar Records, which is like a Toronto based, um, female comedian recording company.
0: For the ladies. Uh,
1: <laughs> yeah. It, it's mostly for the ladies. Um, it's run by Allison Doerr, John Dor's sister. She has like a XM show. Yeah. Um, yeah so it was interesting it was recorded at a restaurant in a mall for old people <laughs> um i used to work at the ymca in that mall and people would like complain that the pool wasn't hot enough uh,
0: yeah yeah
1: yeah <laughs> it was ni- it was 90 degrees all the time and they would complain it wasn't hot enough um yeah. so that's kind of the vibe of the location yeah. but i think it went well i just got the rough recording i think it's coming out in december probably that's so great. not for a while
0: yeah, that's yeah. great. I, I know that that when I had a very brief stint doing stand-up, it was, this is like a very amateur version. This is I know I don't want to compare the two things. Um <laughs> I used to do a, a tourist hotel in Bethesda, Maryland. And I've been um, to Bethesda. Yeah. Bethesda mm-hmm. is essentially like it's like spooks and government workers and then their relatives visiting and yeah. it's like rough. Yeah.
1: Lululemon murders.
0: It's yeah, exactly exactly. It's it was a rough crowd and like that. That's like sort of like the equal but opposite vibe, I think, is, you know, the, the geriatric, uh, yeah, at the TGI Fridays and, you know, the Ottawa mall or whatever.
1: (laughs) My problem is like, we recorded it in April and I was listening to the like rough recording and I was like, wow, I'm like. (laughs) like i don't do any of these jokes anymore so it's like cringe to listen to and the thought that it's going to come out like almost a year after i recorded it is like
0: scary to think about i think like the way to think about that is to just think like one it's a time capsule and that's okay you know that's okay like i mean that's you know um you know lots of great comedians like do great work it it sits away that other people hadn't seen it because they're not touring or whatever and it you know just. You know so it's like actually like okay just think about that as a time capsule of your life in that moment and you know and lots of things have changed in the world and in your life and all those things as well. You know yeah um one thing I, I wanted, so you know like one thing I wanted to talk about for sure is and I think this is a like hard to talk about because I think people are it's so divisive is sort of like the turf dialogue and how it's metastasized into such crazy sort of realms. Um, You and I sort of equally uh, arrived upon a couple sort of trends. And one of them was the um, celebrity gender interchange dialogue. And I I thought it was one of the funnier things I've ever seen. Um, So give a little description of what it is and how it works.
1: It's so crazy. It's like, I guess like, I mean, I don't think like all TERFs think this, but there seems to be this like common dialogue with like transphobic people now that like every celebrity is like gender swapped.
0: Yeah. So and they're just wh- like
1: posting photos constantly trying to prove it, like doing chronology. Yeah.
0: Well, it's, it's interesting because they'll essentially for the, the listeners who haven't seen this, it's essentially they will they'll post a couple. And they'll show a a man who has like a slightly more feminine features. Um, You know, like, like, you know, I think that anybody who's like involved in like reading, you know, teen Vogue back in the day or any of these sort of magazines, they would have like a cute boy and, you know, Harry Styles type, Um, you know, and for, for, for older listeners, it would be like, you know, like the guy from Oasis or something, you know, like something sort of like a guy who's like a little androgynous, but like, you know, probably wore ck1 at one point or whatever and then the partner and the part you know um strong women are very like popular in culture right now so they'll like point to the jaw they'll be like look at the jaw and they'll claim that the the woman is the man and the man is the woman and it's uh it's quite funny because some of them i i think you're like that guy's like six five right you know like it's right quite funny. yeah yeah
1: <laughs> yeah or it'll they'll be like God, I don't even know. It's just so weird because it's always people who are like models and it's like obviously it's like advantageous to be like a little androgynous looking if yeah. you're like an editorial model. So it's like, what are you even talking about? Like, <laughs>
0: no, no, absolutely. Like the the one was Will Smith and Jada Pinkett Smith, which is quite funny. I thought that's so crazy. Jada Pinkett is it's quite petite. You know, and yeah. Will is quite big. And we've seen his slapping power as, you know, as a comedian, I'm sure you're taking <laughs> note of it. But I mean, that's, that's, that's a big man. Um, and for a woman to be that size, it'd be quite difficult. And it's also quite funny because um, there are examples that you, you go back and they'll say, Burt Reynolds is a, is a, is a trans man.
1: That Bert one was Reynolds, crazy. Yeah.
0: He, I think Burt Reynolds was born in 1945 or yeah. something somewhere around there. Um, probably like one of the paragons of masculinity. He's like what I'm reaching for every single day. Uh and their their claim is that that the, the elite are trying to play a trick on us because they want us to worship false idols or something like that, but I I, I don't see it. It's like
1: the turf version of like the world is controlled by Jewish people.
0: Yeah. I yeah. swear.
1: Like it's like yeah. there's this huge conspiracy that like, I don't even know. It's so crazy. Like <laughs> my question is if they're going to talk about gender swap celebrities, why aren't they using someone like Mariska Hargitay?
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like I mean, she's
1: absolutely, obviously, obviously yeah. she's a, I yeah. mean, she's beautiful, but like, yeah. she's like tall
0: and like, yeah. you know
1: what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know.
0: The The interesting thing is that they actually will get into things like professional athletes. And they will claim that all of the female athletes are men and all of the male athletes are women. As someone who played, you know, <laughs> as someone who like was pretty competitive in basketball and, you know, comes from a, like a family of like athletes. And my my, gra- my great uncle was on the Knicks. You know, I come from that sort yeah. of milieu. My sister-in-law was like a two sport, you know, college athlete. Etc. Cetera, et cetera, She's like super feminine, but like aggressive as hell. You know, like I love that about her. And like the idea that that would even be possible is quite funny. And the, I, I think that, you know, there's something that's happened in the brains of people who, you know, just don't want to accept sort of progress that like has gone beyond the we don't w- want women in sports to like, we don't What anything i I, I don't i don't know what they're harking back to
1: it's weird because i remember back in like i want to say like 2014 ish plus or minus a year like back when i was still on tumblr like terps were all talking about like oh like well there's not just like one way to be a woman and like just because you're like a masculine person it doesn't mean you have to be trans or whatever but now it's like it's the opposite. It's like, there's only one way to be a woman. And if you're not that, then you're like trying to trick people. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. just weird. It's like it's,
0: the, like, it's, it's gone from the sort of Abigail Schreier, like tomboy narrative. Yeah. You know, like the death exactly. of the tomboy and you know, that kind of stuff to, to something like, I saw a, a really funny um, tweet by a, like a noted English turf. And it seems to, you know, we have a lot of English listeners, so we're going to talk about the UK a bit. Um, yeah that uh, they looked at the women's march uh logo and they saw uh they had added an additional photo and uh it was uh um noted lived i'm not gonna name her because she's i'm afraid of her but a noted <laughs> <former> <laughs> a noted former lib den dem a politician who uh had noted said uh well um we uh can see that there's an additional face the adam's apple is actually like edited out of the logo uh and um that there is a you know they're clearly just trying to put you know trans women in here over the top of women and uh i thought that was like quite jarring well
1: i saw the reason i started looking at this on twitter was because there was one specific woman who had like gone beyond the whole like celebrities are trying to trick you thing into like every single person in her life other than her and her husband and her kids (laughs) are like gender swapped and like she was like taking photos of people in her life and like posting them online and like drawing like lines over their bodies to like prove that they're actually men or whatever and i was thinking like she must have that like mental illness where you think like everyone in your life is like an imposter like Capgrass syndrome or whatever because like like that's crazy
0: yeah just, just to give an example, I'm just gonna go, I'm gonna the, go and share the screen, and I'll show you exactly sure. what you're talking about. It's, um, it's interesting because, uh, I think, like, you know, this is like an outgrowth of sort of like lockdowns and people being stuck in their house, and I think, yeah, uh, a lot of people are already suffering under like the system and like the complications of the system, feeling atomized, et cetera, et cetera, and you know, like now people are being radicalized in ways that like i had never anticipated like like the QAnon stuff like i kind of understand people's thinking because power is like really difficult to understand and you can you know kind of you know p- if people feel powerless they want to feel like they're in on something that's giving them power this i this, totally. is, this is a this is it's know, crazy. crazy if it wasn't dangerous it would be crazy you know like yeah exactly so i'm gonna Uh, What I'm going to do is um, go to – there we go. This is a a Twitter uh, profile called – it's called terrifying house case guest. And uh, so they basically it's a 45 <laughs> slide or 45 six slide sort of stream uh, that talks about how men who, you, you know, as politicians, including uh, like Vladimir Putin, Richard, people like Richard Gere. Richard Gere killed me. I mean, yeah. Richard Gere is quite funny because he's he's exceptionally masculine. And I, I you know, um David Hasselhoff has got this going now. Yeah, you know, these people could have had some sort of uh, like surgeries of some sort because you know, like you know, they're they're uh, people in the media. Like that's what happens. Like Jake Gyllenhaal is very funny because like you know he's he's like clearly Dolph Lundgren blows my mind. You know, I just you know he's just clearly an older guy. He was one With of the most crazy. masculine people in history, if you remember they just from don't know what. 4
1: plastic surgery was like in like yeah. the 70s yeah exactly michael so douglas what, kills me yeah michael what? douglas
0: also extremely masculine you know a, a real looker um and in a famous womanizer and i don't i don't want That's to right. yeah so uh, let's go here so this is a good one i'm going to click in here and we're going to show you clark gable clark gable <laughs> <laughs> like i mean just like well how was plastic surgery back then you know i mean Like people couldn't get a nose job. It was, you know, it was really awful for people. Like I, like my own mother had um, knee surgery right before like the, like the ACL surgery got better. You know, through yeah. arthroscopy, and she's got a huge scar on her knee. Right, I myself had my hand uh, cut in half when I was a child, and I have a huge scar on my hand. What? I think you've seen it. Yeah, I don't know if you've ever seen yeah. it. But, I yeah. don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but it's 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 extremely. And I'm you know I was born in 1979, and you know, as like a, I'm an edge millennial, right? So Ricky yeah. Gervais. So Ricky Gervais, known turf, also.
1: That's formally. the best is when they start yeah. accusing each other.
0: Yeah. I know it's like the Spider Man pointing at each other sort of. Saying. Yeah, Charlie Sheen, known womanizer, extremely like aggressively sexual with women. No, all right, okay. Alex Rodriguez, who was a uh, an NFL player, which is like you know as masculine as it gets. He was one of the like most aggressive NFL players in history. There we go. I don't know who Tom Waipen is. Let's Clint, Clint Eastwood, Eastwood like, uh, isn't
1: he like six five?
0: He's six five. He's like he could beat me up by talking to me, you know, and I'm yeah. 6'5", right? So it's, it's, it's quite funny. So you go through and you see these things, Mark Wahlberg, like extremely manly, uh, you know, just, this guy just eats protein all day and works out. Like Leonardo DiCaprio, maybe. Okay. Right. Sure. Cool. Yeah, Ron sure.
1: Stewart. Yeah. Okay. Sure.
0: Yeah. I don't think, you know, Carrie Grant. Are you, are we kidding? Are we kidding?
1: Apparently there's like Facebook groups where they're talking about this stuff too. And like, yeah they'll turn on each other like they turned on this girl being like actually like you're lying to all of us and she like posted a video of her body yeah yeah, to yeah prove. It's,
0: it's it's crazy ray leota, leota you, <laughs> <laughs> which is I, and i only say i'm really like touched by that one because i i look a lot like him <laughs> <laughs> he looks like if my brother was more handsome you know like that's kind oh, of you know, like, christian bale also like you know it's just it's very funny to me and they just don't understand that sometimes people are bloated in between shoots right you know it's like a whole thing Rupert Murdoch Tony Danza I mean come on it's like
1: these people have like never done like drugs yeah
0: Yeah. and you know you you go through this sort of scenario and you see like what's happening and then you see like this person has 15,000 followers they're retweeting someone else who does the same thing has 20,000 followers and you realize that um Uh, i'm not one for censorship but you wonder what's happening and how many people are just following it because it's crazy you know that's well that's the problem like
1: i mean not to like follow police people obviously and like you could follow whoever you want but do you remember when that it was a couple years ago there was that guy that shot up i think it was a Like a Walmart type deal in the US. And he had like a Twitter account, and people that I know were getting called out for like following him. And they were like, obviously, I didn't know he was going to like shoot up a fucking.
0: Yeah. It was just pretty pretty anodyne, sort of like Bernie Bro.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Who had,
0: you know, some mental illness problems. He was like that
1: eco fascist guy.
0: You know, I think like the issue is, is that we like to, you know, I think what happens all the time now is that everybody has got to be in a camp you know like we have mm-hmm. to be like you're a good or you're bad and every sort of like crime has to be associated with like is this a good person or a bad person right so like exactly. you there recently there was a a shooting um where a young man intervened he was uh had concealed carry i think this is like somewhere in the midwest okay. and um he had stopped the shooter and, and, and people who i like you know, I had an interview into they like, like, well, you know, this guy, he looks like a right-winger to me. I was like, I don't know, man. Like he stopped, you know, a whole mall there's, from being yeah. shut up. I was, like, I was like, I don't know. Like I, I'm going to give him a pass for the day at least, you know? And, you know, yeah, I'm the, not too
1: worried about that right now. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> exactly. And so you, you get into these sort of like, like things where you're like you have to describe certain values, like the Sully Sullivan, um, you know, when he crashed into the, you know, he's got the ocean and people are like, people were like, what a hero. And they'd be like, he's actually not a hero because he voted Republican or what, you know, something like that. Or they, yeah, you yeah, are a secret left winger or, or, you know, and people are combing through, you know, the, the recent one was this uh, Robert Cremo guy uh, and he had done a mass shooting. It was pretty awful. And people, you know, there was dueling sort of conspiracy theories about whether he was a leftist or, or he was on the right, and he's just a crazy person, you know, and crazy people often have bad politics or good politics or like confused politics. Well, there's
1: just like no ideological consistency, right? So it's like, why, why does it even matter? It's like Caitlyn Jenner, whatever, like yeah. everybody's talking about her being a Republican. And it's like, okay, she also like killed someone with her car like, yeah. <laughs> and got yeah. off, right?
0: Yeah. She also enabled the Kardashians, which is like, I mean, yeah. like maybe an equal and opposite crime. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But you know we we're in this this point where like everything has got to be sort of in a narrative. Like, is this food like right wing or left wing? You know, like if I choose not to eat like soybean oil, am I like right wing? You know, like it, are GMOs
1: like right wing or left wing? Yeah. That's
0: a great question. I mean that that's the type of thing that we're into. You know, like I, it's funny because I just I you know for me like I I um I'm like a validly left wing, but like I eat meat. I try to eat yeah. local meat. You know, I'm just really hungry. Like I, you know, <laughs> I'm I mean, really, hungry. yeah.
1: I know someone who's a a like a British turf that got into a fight with a guy at a wedding that I was at because she found out he worked for Monsanto and she like didn't know him. Like he was like just like yeah. a random wedding guest at like a 200 yeah. person wedding. Yeah,
0: and he could he could be doing like anything. You know, like for example, like there are like I don't know him. <laughs> <laughs> like- <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. And it's, it's funny, like where people draw those lines. And, and I think like, because people get so much reinforcement, and you've talked earlier about the Facebook groups, people are getting oh so much God. reinforcement online that it's, it's, it's so dissociating. I saw a post recently, um, where they said, you know, if you're, you know, family has problematic opinions, and you don't, you still associate with them, then you're, you're the problem. Right. Yeah.
1: I mean, I think there's like a limit.
0: Of course there's a limit. Yeah, of
1: course there's a limit. <laughs> like I mean there there is a limit, but stuff yeah. like uh oh like your family is like kind of doesn't like gay people, but you're gay and they just like don't talk about it as like different, right? Like
0: Yeah, that's that's a really co- that's a hard. One. I mean, that's a, a really that. common one, right? Yeah. Like and yeah. they're
1: like older or whatever. It's like, yeah. well like I it, don't know. <laughs> you know,
0: it's tough because if they like still like they love you still it's like a yeah it's like more complicated. But but like then there's like the um you know, like if if people are like not serious about COVID, you shouldn't be friends with them. Like that's crazy, I think
1: yeah like i don't know to me i draw the line at like turf stuff and like obviously like yeah. racism and like all that absolutely stuff yeah, yeah because it doesn't it doesn't directly affect me so i don't have the right to be like oh actually i'm gonna like give yeah. this person a pass or whatever like yeah. you know
0: yeah yeah like no absolutely and and like as a the white cis male in a the very traditional relationship i like of course Like, yeah, try to hear that, (laughs) but, um, no, but it is interesting because that's why I find, you know, sort of like some of the things about like policy more interesting in that way, because, um, you know, people are drawing like bright lines around things that like will change in six months, you know, like, or, or or a year or, or whatever, you know? Um, but it's, it's, it's very interesting, but when it comes to like marginalized people, I think like that is a line that we all draw, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, like yeah. COVID stuff, it's like, I don't know, it's like the rules are changing constantly. So it's yeah. like, can you really say that you're like a good or a bad person for like making a specific choice, but like yeah. going to like another province in the middle of like a huge lockdown is like a bad call. Yeah. Especially if you like live with other people or something like that. Yeah, exactly. But being yeah. like, I'm not going to wear a mask at a grocery store because I live in a small town and everybody's going to like make a scene. Yeah.
0: Yeah like yes yeah, no it's absolutely a different situation i and um you know and it gets more complicated every day because you know the way things have changed in the last like six months where we're like back in a wave of covid um as like you know as i earlier i spoke to it's like you know I, i've been suffering all year <laughs> So <laughs> like despite like my extremely cautious behavior but um yeah it, it's 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 really interesting and like you know there's like sort of a like a cultural shift there um we speaking of cultural shifts we we had discovered a a, a very sort of crazy article online um oh it's one God. of one of my sort of like and this like not to follow police myself but one of my sort of favorite weird right-wingers and it's this guy named curtis yarvin curtis yarvin was known by mentions mold bug he was a uh, sort of like secret you know uh blogger who is an advisor to sort of the peter teals of the world and he's a, okay. w- what we call a royalist he was okay. recently on a red scare podcast uh discussing some of his uh, ideas and the girls over there gave him kind of the, the heave-ho which is quite funny like you know he's like you know yeah. they're nice you know they're great but like they do push back and um he had this pod his, he had this um article that i thought was like pretty pretty hilarious and i'm gonna pull it up in one second so,
1: yeah you're gonna have to explain this one because i was reading it this morning and i was like this is like like the metaphors in it i was like i don't understand
0: yeah so I, okay so just just for the 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 listener who's not going to read this and doesn't have to read this it's an article called you can only lose the culture war and the the sub, you know, like the subheadlining is the only possible reversal comes from strategy rather than struggle. Okay. So the definitions of strategy and struggle are very complicated here and they don't seem to make sense. But I'm going to read you the first paragraph because I think they're qu- quite to. funny. Yeah. And you're going to be surprised where this goes. So the customary color coding of the culture war is boring. Let's get, that's the red versus blue sort of dichotomy. Uh, that's my my interjection. Let's get Tolkien-pilled and talk not about the red and blue, but hobbits and elves. Why not forgetting the fact that for the two centuries before 1980 or so, red, the color of anger, was the color of the left. So he's sort of uh, harkening back to the um, British system, uh, you know, where the labor government is red and the... Um, uh, blue are the Tories, and and that that also sort of follows in roughly in Canada where we sit right now. Yeah. Uh, he goes on to say, "We know who the we know who who are the hobbits and who are the elves." Uh, is that clear? <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> we know who is on top and who is on the bottom. Is that clear? I don't know. Of dwarves and orcs, we shall not speak. That seems to be some sort of like racial signaling. I think.
1: Yeah, that, that, yeah oh 100
0: <laughs> percent it's like that it's very clear uh we know what the elves want they want to be to live beautiful lives and I, I think like the discussion of like the elite in the united states like wanting to live beautiful lives is actually like quite twisted because all the rich people that we see in public seem to be pretty miserable yeah Yeah. You know, like let's think about elon musk or um bill gates do they seem happy to you
1: I mean, no, like <laughs> people get so rich that like nothing gets them going anymore. Right. Like when you have so much money that like rules don't apply to you and laws don't apply to you, there's a certain point where like you have to keep doing like crazier and crazier shit to get any sort of
0: yeah. buzz. Yeah. You, you, like you, you can't just have sex. You have to like choke yourself while you're having sex or like, you know, or like, yeah, you know, exactly. you know, you're always chasing the dragon, right. Or you're buying a yeah. your house or et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. Um, he goes on to say, we know what the hobbits want. They want to grill and raise kids. Okay. So
1: first of all, I've never seen Lord of the Rings. So I was like, I don't understand who's supposed to be the Republican. If you and did, it's, it's, it's more confusing
0: by the way. It's, if you, okay. It's, okay.
1: Cool. It's, <laughs> like, what? So are the beautiful lives, the Republicans or the Democrats,
0: the Democrats, that's the Democrats. And See, uh, that's sort of, the I only, read it the other yeah, way. Yeah. And, which is, <laughs> well, that's, that, that, that shows you the, the, the weakness of the, sort of the analogy is that, yeah, uh, is like essentially he's saying that, like, the suburban white, uh, Republican is the normal person. Anybody who right. votes Democrat is somehow part of this other so, sort of ilk, um, you know, fanciful, and, like,
1: yeah. dream world. Yeah.
0: Yeah. I mean, we, we have, uh, you know, most of the legislatures in the United States are controlled by Republicans. Most of the governorships are controlled by Republicans. The presidency was controlled by the Republicans. The, um, uh, you know, uh, one house of uh, was the Senate was covered, you know, controlled by Republicans for a long time. Uh, The house was for many years, um, and the judiciary is clearly Republican, as we see with the the repeal of Dobbs. So it's interesting to to see, to me, that that casting this the you know sort of the underdog role for the Republicans is is pretty interesting. Which he he actually shifts from this sort of like Hobbit elf thing to this underdog theory, and then into a white overdog, yeah, overdog, (laughs) to this like. Spousal abuse sort of uh, yes. narrative, which is quite quite interesting. So, we'll halfway
1: on. through, I was like, I feel like he switched roles because then he was like, "I'm a battered wife, and like, I can't just hit my husband back." Like, I was like,
0: "What? What are you talking about?" <laughs> And it, it's it's really interesting because you think about, like, all the anti-CRT laws that are going into effect. You think about all the anti-trans stuff that's going into effect, you know, the don't say gay in uh, Florida going into effect. And you think, like, well, these are, like, very big states, you know, and um, it's, not, it's not negligible.
1: No, yeah, they're a huge controlling factor, right? Like, yeah.
0: yeah. It's 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 pretty crazy. It's pretty crazy. But he said, "Dear hobbits, you can only lose the culture war. Even the elves use political power to impose elf culture on you. Elf culture, I guess, is like uh, faking gay healthcare. culture. Or something healthcare. Or something. <laughs> yeah, <I don't> know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you cannot use political power to impose hobbit culture on elves. So like, you can't make people in Dupont Circle in Washington D.C. Uh, cook like cook a steak." Which I assure right. you, they love. <laughs> yeah. uh, they don't cook it
1: themselves.
0: Yeah. Well, it's 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 funny to me because I think this misunder There's like a real deep misunderstanding of the levers of power here because, um, you know, like the real driver of like sort of the engine of like government in the United States is either like urban black women, largely like uh, black men who've like served in the army and like rose into government. Or, like, rural people. You know, there's a lot of people from the South, particularly in D.C., who, like, you know, grew up in very traditional families who, like, moved to D.C. and, like, got a job. I mean, it's, like, this idea that, like, there's this elite capture of, like, the tools of government is quite funny.
1: It's just, like, the, like, epitome of, like, a murder complex. But when I was reading it, I was, like, this is the longest article with the most metaphors I've ever read. And I don't (laughs) understand. Like, I don't understand what's going on. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, just for two ADHD people to like just parse through this, it's like very complicated. I wouldn't ask you like so Ottawa, you know, and yeah, I, I always like James is always like bereft to to put in uh, too much Canada content, but I I love Canada and you know, you're from Canada, like Ottawa. I it's I don't know what kind of civil servants they have, but you know, I saw a little bit in the trucker convoy like the reactions yeah. to that, and you know, per se, but I. What, is, what are the civil servants like? Are they all from Ottawa? Or are they all from cities?
1: I mean, most of the people in Ottawa are like, I would say like government workers or like private sector. Yeah. Um. But yeah, a lot of people from Ottawa stay in Ottawa. So like, yeah. or move from other places, but not like cool places. Like people don't move from Toronto to Ottawa. Or if yeah. they do, they like are trying to go back to Toronto. So
0: yeah. Yeah. So you do get a, a rural contingent who are like I'm moving. Oh yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah, yeah a mean, lot
1: of people move to Ottawa to go to school because yeah. there's like three or there's four like post secondary yeah.
0: schools here. They're all here, great. So. schools. Yeah, they're all. But, I mean, crazy.
1: Carleton's okay.
0: <laughs> I, have, I have a lot of friends who teach Carleton. They're, they're great, I went to but... I went to Carleton. <laughs> <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting to see because these, these like sort of capital cities always have like a really good cross section of people. So that's what's surprising. So what, you know, I think what he's doing here is like kind of like, he has this idea of like the cathedral, which is like the, the media, the sort of intelligentsia and and the government's all like sort of one thing. And uh, I think he thinks those are the elves right you know but yeah. you know like people in New York and people in DC are like totally different people I mean there's well, some overlap the you know?
1: like I feel like people from like rural areas or are, like maybe like more conservative minded people move to Ottawa for school or for jobs and then they kind of like become more liberal but if they move to somewhere like Vancouver or Toronto they'd be like way out of their depth and it would make it like yeah. worse for them because they would push back because it would be too much yeah. you know
0: well, I mean, that's the Doug Ford phenomenon, I think. And that's why yeah. John Tory's the the mayor. Of, <laughs>
1: exactly. Yeah. yeah it's exactly. like, it's, it's like cognitive dissonance where like Ottawa, yeah. it's kind of more yeah. centrist, I guess. So you can kind yeah. of bring people left a little bit.
0: Yeah, exactly. You know, but that, that's interesting. So we, as we go through, so we're, you know, it's like, you know, he asks, uh, you know, he goes down and he gets into the sort of uh the Dobbs decision, which I thought was quite funny. Um, he, he talks about the Dobbs decision being bad for the right, which actually is not necessarily a bad analysis, um, yeah. you know, because I think there will be, you know, he, he talks about the wine drinking mom who is, um, you know, normally wouldn't be interested in politics, may vote this year. I'm not sure if that's actually the case. You know, we we've talked a little bit about sort of uh, the political complications of middle-aged women, uh, I feel like now most <laughs> moms had, do vote. Yeah. I think they already do vote. I think that's the issue. They
1: don't have anything better to do.
0: Yeah. So I my my question is it, 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 the thing he doesn't really he gets down to abortion. He said, well, you know, maybe uh, you know, women will go to Oakland or California to get their abortions and then they'll have um, you know, Uh, major airlines will have staff who give abortions. It's like kind of a crazy sort of Silicon, he comes from Silicon Valley. So he's got this sort of Silicon Valley like approach, you know? Um, I mean, abortion tourism did exist in the sixties and seventies. Like that was a thing. Absolutely. There was boats in, in Ireland, uh, not too long ago. There was, you know, people would go, you know, your cousin would go to visit their aunt in California for the summer or whatever, you know, that's kind of thing. But, um, you know, it's it's interesting to see, like, that sort of, like, approach. Like, one, uh, there's no tickets that are $89 at this point, which, you know, he's showing his age there. But, yeah. uh, but also, like, you know, the complications of that. The, the people who would be most affected are not addressed. Uh, but then he goes into this domestic violence sort of scenario where he said, if your husband hits you, your job is not to get him to stop hitting you. What did you think about that turn?
1: I feel like it's very telling. Like, I was like, where's this coming from, you know? yeah like it's very like um if you're not smart enough to like get out of a domestic violence situation then like you deserve it like that was kind of like the undercurrent like it was like your job isn't to like your job is to like find resources to get out
0: yeah and it was it it was interesting because it, it didn't like none of like nothing in it, And it this is like a typical sort of right-wing analysis is that is like he's like it's not about the culture war But he goes on to talk about the culture war the entire time. It also does not actually address like material economics in any way.
1: I mean, yeah, like I didn't realize he was from the Silicon Valley, but like, do we think he takes like private jets and stuff? Like what's like, (laughs) how (laughs) disconnected is he from normal people?
0: Yeah. So I think he was just a, he was a programmer. He was uh, the designer behind Urbit. If you know what Urbit is, Urbit is like uh, this, it's a, it's, it's really hard to describe actually because it's it's but uh it's essentially like a um text-based and it just sounds like the early internet but like in a weirder way uh a text-based uh sort of platform where you could have your own planet which is sort of like your own server and then you can buy constellations of like basically websites that then connect with galaxies and then you can sell those. And it just seems like it's just okay. another way to sell websites. websites. Uh, but it it also sort of operates as like an independent, like operating system, like on Linux. So like, okay. you, could, you could basically boot it up and then you're like, you're not, you're a not a machine kind of. Yeah. You're like, I'm in, I'm not in the internet. I'm an in urban. Right. And it's, it's, it would have okay. been cool like 30 years ago. Like it sounds awesome 30 years ago, but it's just like, you know, we have the internet now. And like I'm all for decentralization. Like I think like oh, yeah. you know, like control over these sort of mechanisms is not great, but it's it's very strange. So that's that's sort of his backing and his background. But um, you know, he goes on to talk about um the elves and dark elves, and the dark elves are like cool people like him i think is that libertarians i guess yeah. yeah yeah, like the people who are like i'm an elite person but i'm turning against the system yeah you know like he's like talking hang. about rich edge lords, like the elon musk's of the world yeah um and the elves are the people who are like ruling the world i guess you know which is i think it's like a fundamental misunderstanding of power because like you know i i don't think even the people ruling the world know they're ruling the world i mean look at joe biden
1: yeah exactly. And like <laughs> I don't know. I feel like we needed like a dictionary at the beginning of the article where he like explained like which character was which type of person like when you read yeah. a reddit post where someone's like using fake names for their family.
0: yeah so i'm gonna I'm gonna cut to um our patreon episode. I wanted to check out patreon.com slash the popular pod. Um, thank you, sublation media. We will talk more about this deep history of dark elves and (laughs) how the world, the world is being ruled by elves and hobbits on our Patreon episode and on our podcast. And you can get our podcast at anchor FM or Spotify, Apple podcasts or wherever you're listening. Um, Thank you very much. And I hope to see you again. Uh, James will be back. James is at a really fabulous wedding this weekend. I'm very jealous of him because apparently it's very cool where he's at, but it's cool to be with you. And it's really cool to be with Sophie Hayes. Sophie Hayes, what is your Twitter handle?
1: Hogpussy. pussy. H-O-G-P-U-S-S-Y. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Thank you very much for being here. And for our patrons, we will have a little bit of content for you as well. Uh, Patreon.com slash the popular pod.